Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. What you doing? How you doing? How you been? Well, let's knock these bulletin points out the way. First and foremost, uh, drink some water. You know what I mean? I know you've been wilding with the Coquito. You've probably been eating ham. You've probably you've probably been eating heavily salted foods, and you're not hydrating, thus making you a dummy. Stop being a dummy. Listen to the good brother and put some water in your body. Secondarily, I need you to rate, review, and subscribe to my show. Just go to the Apple Podcast app. Go down. Just keep going. You're gonna see my episodes and shit like that. Just keep scrolling. You're going to see the five translucent stars. Click the fifth one. Anything less than five, probably got hatred in your bloodstream. Last but not least, if you would like to email me, email me at goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. All right. Now, in regards to last week, I was doing stuff from sunup to sundown, right? And a lot of you guys are probably like, hey, nigga, we need consistency from you. You can't be taking a week off. What's going on with you? But you have to understand something about me, right? I do this podcast out of the love of my heart. I'm pretty much at peace that I'm probably never going to be a paid podcaster, right? And I'm cool with that. It took me a little time, but you got to know your destiny as a man. Now in uh, 2021, I maybe I'll go full throttle. Get some videos popping. Get a commercial popping. You understand? get um some equipment popping and really go full metal with this shit. But everything starts with capital, right? And until I can procure the capital that I need to get shit up and running, which I'm trying to do, um, until I can do that, you know what I mean? I just got to do things based on what I feel. You know what I'm saying? You got to pick up this microphone and you have to evoke emotion. I got to have you guys captivated by what the fuck I'm talking about. And if I'm just viewing this shit, like, man, let me get this podcast out the way. You will hear it in the final product. And I can't have that. But I missed you guys, man. How's everything doing? I'm sorry. How is everybody doing? How has everybody been? What have you been doing? Been chilling? I know it's Christmas week. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh yeah i mean do you think you're gonna get anything for christmas Hmm? who did you buy things for do you think those people that you bought things for are going to buy things for you are you in the space to where you just do things out the kindness of your heart because that's where i'm at with it you know what i'm saying i just give everybody a budget like i this person i'm not spending over this amount of money now i can hear it now yo you can't go at it like that. If you really, really like that person or if that person did a lot of things for you throughout the year, you shouldn't just diminish their value into a dollar amount. Shouldn't me. Some people deserve $1,000 gifts. Some people deserve $10 gifts. You know what I mean? But it's the act of giving something to someone is what truly matters, right? So in regards to last week, I actually uh, took that time to watch a lot of things. You feel me? Uh, first of which is the Queen's Gambit. I saw that 
on my timeline from time to time. And I was like, hmm, what's going on here? And they said, it's a girl. She's a whiz kid and she plays chess. I'm like, oh, I love chess and whiz kids are pretty dope. And she's a white girl. So you can only have two out of three in regards to what's going to garner my attention. But let's see what this shit is about. Come to find out that show is pretty dope. Now, I can say that the majority of you will like it because it's very slow paced. It's um, dialogue driven. I mean, and it's the type of thing to where if you're not captivated by the character, you won't like the show. Now, it's a limited series, right? There's only, I want to say, five or six episodes. So it's not like you're going to be there forever. However, due to the fact that I did some research and this is a purely fictional story, um, just the like, past six hours, I really enjoyed it. You know what I mean? It really got me into wanting to get my chess game up. I didn't know there was all these kinds of like defenses that went into it and people play over the games in their head after the game is played and there's these people with like the super deluxe memory and those like the best chess people in the world like Bobby Fischer and all that that you can just take the piece and then after like 20 moves you can just replay all 20 moves that you did to see weaknesses in the opponent and there's books and every board is numbered and all the other kind of shit right I, these are things I didn't know I just know that Back in, I want to say, 1998 or 99, I went to go visit my aunt at FIT. And there was a janitor there. He still works there. Smooth brother, bald head, wears glasses and everything like that. You can tell that it's one of those jobs that probably give him about $70,000 a year. And he goes in, punches in, provides for his family, right? He was in the game room and he was playing by himself. Very similar to... If you check out the Queen's Gambit, very similar to the custodian was doing in that um in that uh girl's shelter, right? And um I went over to him like, what is that? What's going on? He was like, yo, this is chess. And I was like, chess? Well, what's chess? And he sat and he taught me, he was like, yo, you move the pawn here, you move the rook here, you move the bishop here, you move the knight here, you move the queen here, you do this, the way you take pawns is this, the way you move the rook is this, the way you do castle is this, and all this other kind of shit, right? And I never really honed in and practiced on it, you know what I'm saying? But when you're watching shit like the Queen's Gambit, although that shit is very fictional, it really shows you, like, the possibilities of games that you take at like whatever at face value like I right, I know how to move the pieces maybe I'll beat this nigga maybe I won't right but there's people who really practice at that shit and there's people that really are devoted to that shit and they won in thousands and thousands of dollars at chess tournaments and all of the kind of shit I can only imagine what it's like now so if you're bored and you want to see the intricacies that go into chess right if that tickles your fancy I think you should check it out um something else that I watched was um Fargo the movie. Now, before I talk about the show, let me just talk about the movie real quick, right? The movie is a great way to get a prerequisite on how the show is edited, right? The way that the show is scored, the verbiage being utilized in the show, uh, just the pacing that the show operates in. Uh, it's a great way to really see where all this derived from. You know what I'm saying? And it's like a really obscure movie. Like, I'm not going to tell you it's like the worst movie or the best movie, but it's just really obscure. It's only about an hour and a half. It's a random ass movie that happened in 1996. And the producers of the show are geniuses because there's no way I would have saw that 
I'm like, you know, we should build like a series around that. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, here's what I'm talking about. Fargo, to my understanding, is a place in Minnesota, right? And in middle America or northern middle America, like North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, whatever, places that we'll never go to unless we play football, some spooky shit be going on up there, son. I mean, it's not all about like corn cakes and shit like that. Like, shit be going down in a major way. And the movie, uh, was of which to where there was a guy and this movie came out in 96. So if I'm spoiling it for you, so fucking what? There's a guy and he wanted to scam his wife's uh, father out of a million dollars because he had a development idea and he needed uh, some capital so he could start purchasing some lots, right? Uh, the father initially said no. So he went to these two uh, henchmen kind of dudes. Like, yo, listen, I just need you to kidnap my wife. There's going to be one, two buck of my shoe type of situation. Um, just grab her. The father's going to pay y'all the money. I'm going to give y'all $80,000 and we're going to call Square. The guy said, cool. Now, this is all based on a true story, right? But if you watch the movie, the way the, the entrance music or the opening music and the way that the movie is scored as the movie's going along is the same exact way that the show is scored, right? And you can tell that there were certain odes to of the movie in season one and season two of Fargo because they, you, they're literally using like the same format, whether it be the ingenious policewoman, uh, the stupid ass co-workers, uh, the people who will take a simple plan and make it complex because they're overthinking it, all these type of things, right? How easy it is just to overlook something because you're just dismissing it as coincidence. And once I saw the movie, I'm like, oh, well, that was pretty interesting. And you can see how, like, a foolproof plan isn't so foolproof. And then you see how they took that ideology and then parlayed that into the television uh, series, Fargo. I can see why it's rated one of the better television series that's on TV right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Chris Rock himself said that Fargo is the best show on television. And after me watching three seasons of it and now I'm on season four, I agree. Like, that shit is no joke, like, for real, for real, you know what I'm saying? I'm fucking with Fargo in a major way, and I think you should fuck with Fargo in a major way, like, for real, for real, you know what I mean? So, if you have the opportunity to do so, I would suggest that you do so, and I don't think that you will be disappointed. Now, in regards to the show, right, season three is equivalent to season two of The Wire, right? Now, with The Wire, I understand what was going on, right? It was, what, 2000 at the time and they couldn't just have like this black centric show just go through the charts without park without sprinkling some white people in there so they need to do like the seaports uh season where it's all these white people wearing do-rags and all this weird shit and you really don't have like a firm grasp on like the plot and who like this nigga is and what's the point of this even being a season in the first place and when you're seeing season three of fargo same thing like nigga why is this even a season. You know what I'm saying? There's all this weird shit going on. Like, I'm not, what the fuck is this? You got this English nigga and this nigga has bad teeth and he's bulimic and you got this woman that's like overly nosy about shit that, like, what is going on here? You feel me? But, um, all that did was just spark a major comeback for season four and that's why they got Chris Rock in the first place. Same rules apply in regards to season three of The Wire. Season three of The Wire turned up. 
You know what I'm saying? Season three of The Wire is when um, it just really got into his bag and niggas started going crazy and all that type of shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man. If you guys just are just bored and you just need some shit to watch, watch Queen's Gambit. Watch Fargo on Netflix if you do have Netflix. And if you don't, I'm pretty sure you have a friend with an account. An hour and a half. And then really start watching Fargo. Like, for real, for real. Like, now... Remember what I was saying earlier about Queen's Gambit, how it's very um, dialogue-driven and there's not a lot of action in it? Uh, the thing about Fargo is Fargo, you'll like Fargo if you like Ozark. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if any of you guys have watched Ozark, but Ozark is one of those shows to where it's dialogue-driven with sprinkles of action just to keep you, just to keep you coming back. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't give you oh, too much action. But it doesn't give you no action to where it's like, nigga, how long, how long can this conversation be, son? Like, there's no way you can talk to people in this manner and nobody gets shot. That's just not the real world. You know what I mean? Same rules apply with Fargo. Like, it'll be like this extensive conversation and be all this rhetoric and all this back and forth and all this drivel. And all of a sudden, bow, somebody gets clapped. I'm like, oh, I see why they were saving that. Okay, it was like the bull bow surprise type of shit. You know what I'm saying? And just the, and I just need to use this word again, the pacing of the show in regards to Fargo is very, um, is very Sopranos-esque that they're not rushing to show you anything, right? It's very elongated, but it's elongated. And what you would deem as filler time is just, is just exception, is, is this exceptional writing in regards to the script that you start to really believe that these characters are capable of this. Now, I know that if you start watching the movie, if you watch the shows, these are like real stories, right? This shit like really happened in the way that they're showing you, which is why this shit is so dope to be um, to be captured as a movie or as a TV show in the first place, right? And it's like, whoa, 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 this doesn't really happen too often. We got to monetize this. I mean, somebody had the bright idea to do it. And especially when you go into obscure states like North Dakota, South Dakota, and is Minnesota a state? Because I feel like I'm going to say this state and somebody's going to get me out the pain. So, you know, before I even continue with everything that, with anything I'm about to do, hold on. Is, because I can't go out like that. I'm the good brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, Minnesota's not a state. It's fucking whatever, whatever. Hold on. My S isn't working on my fucking keypad. So the a state. Is it a state? The answer. Yes, it is Minnesota. Okay. Alright. You know what I mean? Great lakes and all that kind of shit. I just had to make sure, so you can't catch me slipping out here. So yeah, man. If you want to see just white people be unruly to one another, uh, check out Fargo, both the movie and the television series. And I think you really like it. Now, there's something else I had discovered outside of the movies, outside of the show, outside of the scripted series that I was just referring to within the first 15 minutes of this program. We need to start telling the truth. It's a, it's a, it's a safe space here. I believe that I've built enough of a rapport with you guys to where I can say these things and be taken seriously. You know, and I know, that rotisserie chicken is whack as hell. That shit is garbage. It's always been garbage. Garbage from the start. It's garbage now. 
I don't know when Rotisserie Chicken pulled up on the scene. And I can see the need for Rotisserie Chicken. Because initially, you see that shit in stores and people will be eating that shit as they're shopping, you know, prior to Corona and they didn't even have wet naps. We should have had Corona 50 years ago now I'm thinking about it. But anyway... You see these people like munching on this shit as they're shopping or you have those people that they're just doing bad or you have homeless people or you have people that live in states like Minnesota or whatever and they're about to go to a shack or some type of trailer or tent, whatever have you. Niggas don't be having nothing to eat. And like, you know what, son, not for nothing, bro. Although I'm poor, I still need my protein. Let me procure this rotisserie chicken, right? I understand that there's a need for everything, right? But copying rotisserie chicken as a leisure item, something to eat on purpose, so you don't have to. And in, in the rankings of how you can make chicken, bro, or the rankings of how you can prepare chicken, I should say, that shit got to be at the bottom of the list, bro. What we got? We got fricassee and chicken. We got barbecue chicken. We got chicken skewers. We got fucking deep fried chicken. We got baked chicken. We got half chicken. We got boneless chicken. We got chicken tenders. We got chicken nuggets. We got uh, chicken a la, a la blue or whatever the fuck it's called. We have all kinds of chicken, bro. You know what I'm saying? We both know rotisserie chicken is dirt. That shit is so not enjoyable. When are we going to start telling the truth amongst ourselves? You know you don't enjoy that shit. I know. That you know that we collectively don't enjoy that shit. Anytime I saw someone with any kind of expertise with food come across some uh, rotisserie chicken because them niggas didn't have no money, they take the chicken, they cut it up, and they put it on the skillet. They are cooking already cooked chicken. That tells you everything you need to know. Fam, I have rotisserie chicken. Because I was in a extenuating circumstance. And I was like, I'm not copping this shit ever again. Even if it's free. And say, for instance, because my uncle likes rotisserie chicken, right? If I was to walk outside, I go in the fridge, and there's nothing to eat. And I have $4 to my name, and there's rotisserie chicken. I'm going to the fucking Jamaican spot, and I'm buying a beef patty with my last $4, bro. With 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 a ting. Jamaica, yeah, that's about $4. A ting and, and a beef patty. Because that shit is awful. And I feel as though, as a collective, in the, in the, in the entirety, I'm sorry, not the entirety, in the, in the vast lexicon that we've created in regards to like things that we speak about, $200 dates, uh, chicken Alfredo being overutilized, women only giving pussy on Valentine's Day, all the other kind of shit, right? Nobody's talking about how whack rotisserie chicken is, and I'm here to make a stand, bro. Remember, what fruit was it that I hated, bro? Kiwi. Remember who told you and who told you how whack kiwi is, bro? And I and I came through with facts. I told you in the grand scheme of all these fruits, kiwi is, is at the bottom percentile of the list. And all y'all called me crazy until I started naming shit like cherries and oranges and watermelon and apple and grapes. And you was like, yo, fam, now that you bring it up, kiwi is kind of whack because kiwi is whack, son. So... Is dragon fruit, passion fruit, because that's the same shit, right? Passion, all these shits, passion fruit is better, has a better name than it has, like, when you tangibly have a passion fruit, 
and you get past like how dope the name is and you're actually tasting that shit, you know that shit is whack, right? But you're not going to admit to it that it's whack because you don't view fruit that way. Who views fruit as fruit being whack or not? I'm here to tell you, passion fruit is whack. Dragon fruit, both have stellar elite names, terrible in execution. Them shits is whack. Rotisserie chicken. Is there a worse way to to craft chicken than rotisserie chicken? Is there a worse way? If there is, email me at the Good Brother Experience because I can't think about it. I mean, I've I could think of like chicken kebabs, uh, boneless chicken, fried chicken, uh, baked chicken, um, b- boiled chicken. And like, I mean, I won't eat boiled chicken because I'm not Oliver Twist, but I'd rather have boiled chicken than rotisserie, and I think you would too. You know what I'm saying? So if you can think of something worse, holla at your boy. You know what I mean? Uh, last but not least, because this is going to be the last time I'm able to speak about it, prior to the holiday coming, do any of you guys hate wrapping gifts the way I do? I don't think I... I hate... I forgot I wrapped it before because, you know, I had to, at one point in time, I had a girlfriend and she was like, yo, I just hate when, you know, you just give the gift up. Like you, you don't show the care behind it. All right. So let me get this straight. So you didn't ask me for anything. I figured out what you might like. Went out, used my heart on money, collected said gift, saved said gift for Christmas. You woke up Christmas morning knowing you was going to get a gift from somebody. And now that we're all in our thirties, that shit ain't. It's not, we're not 12 no more. You know what I'm saying? Gifts don't have to come. See, you know what I mean? You're about to come through. I come through and I give you the gift. And I was like, hey, you didn't wrap it though. Like, are you fucking kidding me, son? This is the shit I'm fucking talking about, son. So I've never been a big rapper of gifts. However, I will put something in a bag. And I made a compromise. Like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll play along. I'll, I'll get the wrapping paper in the bag and I'll put it in there, right? Because on the opposite spectrum, you can just hand some shit to me. And I'm like, thanks. I don't give a fuck about no gift wrap. That's just wasting time and wasting paper. Everybody wants to save the environment until Christmas comes. Now, you're absolutely right. I am using this opportunity to talk about something I don't like and try to mix it in with something that's actually valuable to the planet, right? Because I do plenty of things that's wasteful to the planet. You know what I'm saying? I let the water run for it to get hot before I go into the shower. That's mad wasted water i'm not helping the environment there i still drink from styrofoam cups from time to time i'm not helping the planet there i hate plastic i hate paper straws i am not helping the planet when i'm using plastic straws i I have the light on right now for no apparent reason that's wasteful to the environment so yes i know but fam christmas wrapping paper is whack as hell bro it's it's equally as whack as rotisserie chicken do you think matter of fact i not even think i'm not even gonna ask you guys because i'm not speaking to anybody i'm speaking to myself i can tell you with full confidence and with full truth that if i was seven years old and i went downstairs and under the christmas tree it was just a bunch of stuff with no christmas uh paper around it i would be equally as thankful for it who 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 is the ingenious marketing person that told everybody you need to wrap Gifts with rip with wrapping paper. These are like the mystery millionaires. Like imagine, like I live in Long Island, right? And I see mansions and shit all the time when I'm driving. And I'd be looking like, yo, what do all of these niggas do for their money? And I'm more than positive, like one of them niggas like own wrapping paper, like just some shit like that. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, I, I'm, you know, me and my family, you know, my grandfather had a wrapping paper business in the 1930s and all the kind of shit. You know what I mean? We just put marketing dollars behind it and one factory turned to two, then two turned into four. And then we started to, well, we, we had like a big, we had a bigger market in regards to like the amount of people that were celebrating Christmas. And one thing led to another. And all of a sudden we had 50 factories all over. And I mean, everybody, anybody, Wal, Walgreens, Walbounds, uh, fucking Staples, Target, anybody who needs wrapping paper, they get it from our manufacturers. I mean, so that's why I got this big house, my nigga. My grandfather owns wrapping paper. I need to think of some shit like that. What is some shit that, like, to the naked eye, you really don't need, but you really might need? I got to think about that. If you guys have any ideas about how we can get rich, holla at your boy. What are we, we approaching 25 minutes? Yeah, that's about enough. Peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. And I'll speak to you guys maybe on Monday. Maybe I won't. You never know. But I will guarantee you that you're about to get two uh, other episodes this week. So I'll speak to you tomorrow or later on today, whenever I decide to release the next episode, because I'm doing the shit when I want to. And that's the point of the show, to do things when I want, when I want, why I want. I'll holler.